Uh, I had a couple here, I guess it's two or three years ago now, that I knew were good friends of mine from when my boys went to Temple, and uh, they were engaged to get married, and they come and ask me. They had a big ceremony planned for like a October, and they come in August and said, would you marry us? I said, they had the license and everything, so I married them, and then they had the ceremony two months later. <laughs> and uh, I don't understand it, but... <laughs> so, open your Bibles tonight. I, I tell you, I, I went to pr- went to prayer and study, and Brother Allen told me he said I want you to preach last, and I hate to have to go after Brother Allen I- anyway. But and then I got to say, well, I'll I'll touch on this, and I looked, well, Brother Al Williams touched on that. Well, I'll touch preach on this. Well, Brother Al Williams touched on that. Come to find out, he preached Genesis through Revelation twice. <laughs> and then what he didn't preach on, everybody else hit. And so, I just want to give you a charge tonight. And I want you to open your Bible to 1 Peter chapter 1. I had my Bible marked tonight with the Bank of the Bahamas. And I thought that was Gary's picture. I looked at it again, and Gary's just not that good looking. <laughs> Well, I kept that, and I keep it in my Bible. And I pray for you guys every time I see it. And I've been doing that since I met you. And, uh, Gary, you leave my dollar alone, okay? (laughs) But, uh, it's, uh, it's not Gary's picture on there. I think it might be his daddy, but. (laughs) (laughs) But once again, thank you. And Brother Shuttle come up to me, and and, uh, I agree with him 100%. That's. Been some good fellowship between the two churches. And we need to keep that going. And I mean, we don't get to fellowship with a lot of churches. (laughs) They they shun us like the plague over here. I don't know about over there. (laughs) But, uh, but I, you know, we're, we're neither one of us a great big churches, but we could do things instead of just conferences together. And uh, I'm not trying to pull anybody. God adds to the church, not Tracy. And, uh, you know, and I told somebody one time when we were growing, and before I ever come to the Word of the Kingdom, I said the pastor ought to be the last one who want to see a church grow because all it does is make him busy and busier and busier, you know. But uh, I do want to thank you again. But First Peter 1, I'm not going to read a lot of it. I'm going to read just a couple verses. And I'm going to carry you through the Bible, give you a thought, give you a charge. And we'll go eat some barbecue, okay? <laughs> First Peter one. Look at verse. Look at verse three. Start verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled. And that fadeth not away reserved in heavens or the heavens for you. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Notice when this salvation is going to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith 
being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be, might be found in the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, ye love, and whom though now ye see him not yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Notice this verse, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. Now look at verse 17. I think it's verse 17. And if you call on the Father, who without respect to persons, judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourn here in fear. Father, thank you for this conference. Thank you for the men you've sent our way. Lord, that you used to broaden our, our knowledge, to help us, Lord, even more in the days to come. Thank you for Community Baptist and the sweet fellowship we've had with them. I ask you to continue to bless them and Brother Robinson. Lord, for Brother Al, as he works there in Bronx, New York, be with him. Give him souls for his labor. Lord, Pastor Perry and his men, thank you so much for them. Lord, give them all flying mercy tomorrow. Get them back home where I know they want to be. And Lord, as they study the scriptures, as we all study the scriptures, may we rightly divide as you would have us to. Bless tonight. Speak through me as only you can in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to notice really verse 7. And uh, I'm going to skip some things, but I told you, you know, revealed in the last time. But verse 7, that the trial of your faith. And what I want to point out in that verse is this. Every one of us are headed to a trial. Every one of us, every one of us will stand before our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we'll be, we'll be put on trial. Now, if I'm going to trial, and back in my younger days, I went to one or two, I wanted to know, first of all, as much about the judge as I could find out. Is he a hanging judge? <laughs> or is he, you know, he one of these that kind of lets you get off? Does he know anybody in my family? You know, I was looking for every string I could pull. I want to know about the judge. Well, we laugh at that, and that is very true. But, folks, I want to know about my judge. And I want to know what he expects of me. And what he, what he is going to be judging me on. I'm going to trial. And, man, I tell you, I was nervous when I used to stand before a criminal courts judge. <laughs> But man, this is nothing like this judge. I mean, this judge knows everything I've ever done. Everything I've ever said, every thought I've ever had. But he says, the trial of your faith. My faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire. Now that's something else. Be tried how? With fire. That's something today that many people don't understand. I was telling the church, you know, and I think I told you all maybe Sunday night that when she's in Matthew 13, when she said she uh, put leaven in three measures of meal and leaven the whole lump, the, what, the threes that were left out, one is the three baptisms. We hear of two, but we never hear the third. Baptism solely means 
Immersion. Immersion. So he says here in this verse, he says that my trial, my faith is going to be tried with fire. Now, I didn't understand this, but if you look at 1 Corinthians 3, and I do want you to look there, 1 Corinthians 3. Like I said, I'll try to get you out of here. I know it's late, and we're all tired, and Brother Al and me ain't going to get no sleep for a while. Now look at verse 12, first look at verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay that, that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work on what sort it is, if any man's Work abide, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So he's telling us here, once again, it's the second place that we've seen tonight. Our trial, our faith will be tried by fire. Matthew 3 and uh, verse 12 or so, let's see. Matthew three eleven. John the Baptist said, As one cometh after me. That will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, I learned in school that Holy Ghost was literal and fire was figurative. When I taught hermeneutics, I found out that in one verse, one can't be figurative and one literal. They both got to either be figurative or they both got to be literal. And we know that we take Holy Ghost literal, so the fire must be literal. I want you to turn one more with me, and I'll give you something. Hebrews chapter 10. Now, I don't know of any independent Baptist preacher that I've ever talked to, and I've talked to a lot of them, that when you put Hebrews 10.25 in what you call, they would call context of who he was talking to, they're going to say he's talking to Christians. He's talking to church. He's not talking to the lost because the lost don't want to... Assemble themselves together. All right, verse 25. I'm saying that to say this. Look at verse 26. He's not talking to the lost. He's talking to born-again individuals. For if we sin willfully after they receive the knowledge of the truth, that's epinosis, a mature knowledge, we would come to a mature knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice to sin, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries or the God-haters. Listen to this. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. How did they do in Moses' day when they give the capital punishment to somebody? What did they do? They stoned them. Now notice the next verse. Of how much sore punishment... Suppose ye shall he be thought worthy, who had trodden under the foot the Son of God, and had the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified, an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. What is worse than the death penalty? That's what he said. He said Moses and them got the death penalty, or Moses and them got the death penalty, of how much sore punishment? What's worse than the death penalty? That those who have trodden underfoot the Son of God. So we see judgment 
And what I read all those for was this. We see judgment is not going to be light. We're going to stand before a judge that's, that's going to be righteous. Okay? All right. Now, I couldn't get in my head. I heard this baptism of fire and I read some books on it, heard some messages on it. And I couldn't get it in my mind. And I was talking to Brother Jim Brooks. I don't know if any of y'all know him or not. But Brother Jim's got a way of when you ask him a question, he asks you one. And I'll find, look at him sometimes and say, clue me in, brother. <laughs> you know, clue me in. I'm asking you. I'm the one searching for information. You just give it to me. I'll do all the questions. I'm like Judge Judy on TV. I'm asking the questions here. Okay? <laughs> but he told me, he said, hey, and he finally got around to it. And he said, there's two Old Testament types of being baptized with fire. You remember this? He said, how about uh, Nadab and Abihu? I who? And he showed me this in, uh, in uh, the Old Testament, I think it's in Leviticus, where Nadab and Abihu, they put strange fire before God. And God, the fire consumed them. Now they were what? In the Levitical, they were in the Levitical system. They were men of, of the temple, and God struck them down by fire. Now, Schofield says in his notes that this sin was enacting on the things of God without seeking the mind of God. Was acting in the things of God without seeking the mind of God. That's what I've been trying to do here to faith, with Faith Baptist. And I was talking to the ladies today after we ate, and they said, you know, you really tried to drive that point home, that those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Those that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Be led by the Spirit. You can be busy as a bee doing what you, what you want to do in the church house, and it all can come up naught. At the judgment seat of Christ, because you are not in the will of God. Now, when I come through Brother Ross and the Independent Baptist Movement, and I was in it nine months before I was born. You know, I was in church. And, I mean, I've been there, and I hated it for a while, but thank God for godly parents. But it was, the church had a list of do's and don'ts. It was no being led of the Spirit. You do these things, you're okay. You be here on Thursday night visitation, you teach Sunday school, you work the bus route, you do all these things, you're going to be okay. You're going to get great rewards. You don't smoke, drink, spit, and run with the girls who do. <laughs> you know, that type of, that type of thing, that list of things, and all those things that say, but that's not being led of the Spirit. Right. We've got to be led of the Spirit. Now, I guarantee if you're led of the Spirit, you're not going to run with the girls who do. Okay? And that type of thing. But it's going to be some things like Brother Royce said. He knocked on a couple of doors. Brother Royce, I did the same thing. And I, and I did not like door knocking. When I come to Chattanooga, I knocked on, and he didn't like it. I thought, this is not for me. But I knew it was expected of me. And I hit this neighborhood and knocked on every door walking just for days. 
Met one old boy down the road here, and I said, you go to church? Yeah, I go to church right down there. Pointed at my steeple. <laughs> Ain't never seen him before. I've been here a couple months. And I said, you go down there? He said, yeah, what name of it? I said, Faith Baptist. He said, yeah, that's right. He said, go right there. That's where I go. I said, you heard they got a new pastor? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> but I didn't like it, bro. That's not for me. And then as I get to looking, it's not for everybody. Now, that's some can do it. Some love to do it. And I'm not knocking that. But there's different things. God put the church together and He put what it should be. 1 Corinthians 12. And He put us here. And we've all got different gifts. And we need to find those gifts. I'm working on messages now. When we come out of this conference, I'm going to be preaching to Faith Baptist Church how to be led by the Spirit of God. I believe they know now that they need to be led by the Spirit of God. But most of us don't know how to be led by the Spirit of God. We need to be led by the Spirit of God because I don't want to see any of my people, and I don't want to see any Brother Allen's people or anybody get the full of judgment. I want to see us all here. Well done. But we've got to teach them. That's our job. We've got to teach them. I know as an associate pastor, I found out many times an associate pastor does what the pastor don't want to do. <laughs> You know, that type of thing. But I want to go back to this here. Schofield says those two boys, Nadab and Abihu, sin was acting in the things of God without seeking the mind of God. Now, let me give you a, something that jumped out at me in my study this afternoon when I was doing it. But does that remind you of something in Matthew 7? Lord, we've cast out devils and done many mighty works in thy name. And yep. listen to me. These folks are standing at the judgment seat of Christ. Yep. It's not a place you're going to argue with the judge. I mean, a righteous judge. They say, wait a minute, judge. You know, when I went for a judge, you know what they told me to say? Yes, sir, no, sir. So, yes, sir, no, sir. Don't open your mouth. Just yes, sir, no, sir. And I was so nervous, I was saying no, sir, when I should have been saying yes, sir. But right here, did we not? You know, most people say when well, he's dealing with a loss, he's not dealing with a loss. He's talking to his disciples, and he's telling them that that, that you that he did not know them because they were not working in his will. And he told them to depart. I know you're not. Depart. That's what they had. But listen, that's a bright side to that. So Brother Jim told me, and I was glad when we got out of Leviticus. And you go to Daniel 3 and you find three Hebrew children. Shadrach, Meshach, and under the bed we go. <laughs> what happened to them? The fire was so hot that when they throw them in, what happened to the guys that pitched them in? And then all of a sudden he said, hey, didn't we throw three in there? I see four. One looks like the Son of Man. And when they brought them out, they were not hurt. Their clothes did not even have the smell of smoke on them. Were they baptized in fire? And which one do we want, folks? Hmm? Baptized. That the trial of your faith 
that you will find is more precious than gold. You might, it says, might be found. Where I come from, might means maybe. Maybe. That means you might can and you might not. You might be found without the smell of smoke and you might not. Positive or negative. Now I want you to go back there real quickly to 1 Peter 1. Because I want to show you when this will happen and I'm going to go on and... Brother Adam, you're right, there's a glare there. (laughs) When does all this happen? At the appearing of Jesus Christ. At the appearing of Jesus Christ. Are we going to be found positive or negative? I'm not going to go into positive. You saw that from Brother Philip. Go into some of the negatives. Out of darkness. There's loss of rewards. There's Gehenna. Okay. And uh, I'll just give you this. Most of you know this. And if you want to see the, uh, which I think Gehenna is, in, in my opinion, as many of them have said this time, and you can Show me wrong. I'll go. I, I I will be swayed by the word of God. But Gehenna to me is a lake of fire. At this time, for what I believe, and I done a study last year. What is hell? Did you know that the English translators took actually four words, three Greek words, one Hebrew word, all. Three of the four totally different places and different things and come up with one word translated hell. They did. And then our people, the people that we took systematic theology, and I'm not trying to hurt your book sales or anything, took that one word hell and draw the big doctrine on it. Exactly what happened. I, anybody studies the Bible, I'd think I would sit down and study. What is it? Okay, I won't go any more there because that's taking up your time. But what I'm saying, it could be found. If you go through the book of Matthew, everywhere Gehenna's used, you know who he's talking to? Warning them will be thrown in the Gehenna fire. You know who he's talking to? His disciples. Every one of them go. I started to come in here tonight and I talked about it. Thought about it was starting at the back of one of those and going backwards. You know what I'm talking about? Start with the... Gehenna fire and then carry you up to show you who he's talking to. But our Lord didn't lead that way. But it can be found negative. I hope it's found positive. What is positive? Well, it means it's salvation of your soul. Notice verse 9, receiving the end, the end, the end, the end. The salvation of soul will not be found until the judgment seat. The end of your faith. Paul did not know about his soul. He said, I buffet my body as I preach to others, and that day I might be a castaway. Okay, Paul wasn't going to look at losing his salvation. He was worried about being rejected. Rejected. Reigning God's kingdom. Rest of Hebrews 4. Brother Al picked that last night. Hebrews 4 tells us very plain, there is a rest for the people of God. The seventh day. There is a rest for the people of God. The seventh day. Hebrews 4.1 said, Let us therefore fear. 
Let the promise being left of us, we do not enter into that rest. And he goes to talking about the children of Israel through there. And if you want to follow it through to chapter 6 about how the children of Israel. Why did the children of Israel not enter? Unbelief. Disobedience. And that's an example for us. They did not believe. What did they not believe? I like the way Brother Al does and I try to do it like him. And they, my church has seen a lot of times. He stood in Texas that day and said, they were eating grapes the size of grapefruits. Jews running all down them. And they said, we can't take it. Boy, that sure is a good grape. I wish I thought we could take them. But we can't take them. But I see. Don't spit out the seeds of grapes, folks. Y'all know better than that now, don't you? What you supposed to do with the seeds of grapes? Huh? Eat them. They're cancer-curing agents. I'm not joking. But that's what they've done. And they don't believe it. I said, we can't take it. We can't take it. We can't take it. There's giants in the land. Let me tell you, the places that you and I are striving to take, guess what's in the land? Giants. And I guarantee you, if he knows you after his seat, I believe he'll leave that throne every now and then. And come down here and tempt you and I, try to throw us off course. And you know what? They've done a pretty good job just in leavening the bread. I mean, Brother Perry, you're wise. You're very wise to study this. And I do not look, you know, I'll just listen to Brother Allen, but I've been studying this now for seven, eight years. I thought, how can not anybody believe what he just presented? But you're wise. You've got to go back for people God has told you to feed. And you need to know this is Bible before you ever spit the first word out to those people. You're wise in being very discerning with it. Now, I'll tell you this, when you study it out, you'll find it's truth. <laughs> But know it, because I'm going to tell you, opposition will arise. Yes, sir. And if you do not know it, opposition will run you over. Yes, sir. Because you will not, you know, you've got some men there that will probably stand with you, I believe. Thank God for the men that stood with me. And, you know, it was funny. And I'm going to say this for his benefit, and I'll get through in just a second. No, I won't. But <laughs> the men that I thought would be the first to leave were the men that stayed. Brother Paul, wave your hand. Studied pastoral studies. Brother Mark, raise your hand. Studied pastoral studies. Brother Dan, raise your hand. On the mission field, 27 years. 20-something years. A long time. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they'd be the ones that, oh, no. But they're here. They're here. So, you know, it shows how wise I am. I, you know, we're going to lose Brother Dan. He's going to be gone. Brother Paul, Miss Sheila be next. Miss Sheila was raised on the mission field. She sits back there and critiques everything we say with a Spanish Bible. <laughs> Y'all wouldn't have liked that if you'd known that earlier, would you? Not Greek, but Spanish. And she says, oh, sometimes I just want to stand up and say, listen at it in the Spanish. You're right. It's in the Spanish. But you're wise, brother. You're wise. But Israel went in because not because of unbelief. And you know what happened the very next day? They changed their mind. That's just like us good independent Baptists. We're going to go today. 
No, you're not. You could have whipped them yesterday, but you won't today. You had them giants right where you wanted them yesterday, but God's not with you today. Dangerous thing. We see these things to tell God what? Nope. No. But I want to be, and this is what I want to challenge you to be, because, you know, Israel missed it. All those over the age of 20 missed it, did they not? Moses was not allowed in. He struck the rock twice. He called his people rebels and fools. But there was one that made it. The two that made it, but one that I want to look at tonight and close and just challenge you is old Caleb. Joshua and Caleb. You know about Joshua. Turn to Joshua 14. And I'm finishing up. Unlike brother Al, when I'm saying I'm finishing up, I'm finishing up. It might take me 30 minutes to finish up, but I'm finishing up. Okay. <laughs> I want you to notice, I want to be a Caleb. I want to be a Caleb. Now listen, let's start in verse 6. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenzanite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee and Kadosh Barnea. Forty years old was I, this is Caleb. Speaking, 40 years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, notice this. My brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. Listen, follow the word of God. I've had family members. Try to talk me out of preaching the kingdom. I have an uncle that just died, was a preacher. He debated me every chance he got. Never saw the word of the kingdom. But people, have, I've had friends. I've had people that, that were friends of mine in Chattanooga rushed out that door and won't even speak to me. See me in the grocery store. Brother Royce, they don't want to see me. And it tickles me, you'll see them. Down that aisle, you'll see them. I go to looking for them. I want to run into them. Back then, I was a little skeptical because I wasn't that I wasn't that versed in the Bible. But studying for years, I want these preachers to ask me questions. Nobody asks me anymore. I look forward to it. He said, "But I wholly followed the Lord my God." My, even my mother told me. She said, "You've gone off the deep end, son." And I took a week's vacation and spent with my mother. She said, I see it. How did I miss it? My daddy was one of the most godly men I knew. Taught adult Sunday school for 50-something years. Never saw it. Died before I ever saw it. But you know, he's a godly man. He knew. But people think, they don't think, hey, you guys go back to Bahamas, you know what's going to happen. Y'all got over here and got possessed. Y'all come over here to a, to a cult. Who else teaches that? Well, Alan Robinson, well, you've been knowing for years. He's off his rocker. <laughs> he bought some country boy from middle Georgia down here and been kicked in the head one too many times. And y'all listening to them? No. 
Listen to the word. Let his bride call on again. <laughs> well, you know he's in training. She's got to check on him every now and then. <laughs> but I want to be a Caleb. Let's go on. And I'll get through here. And Moses swore on that day, say, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. As he said, these forty and five years. Caleb was eighty-five years old. All right? Even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. Well, how was he strong? Let's jump down to the next verse. Well, therefore, give me this mountain. (laughs) You know what they said? A mountain will typifying a kingdom. Caleb at 85 years old said, hey, I'm as strong today as I was 45 years ago. Now, I don't know what kind of food he was eating or whatever, Brother Ross, but no. But you know what I think he was saying? If you look, and I want to point it out, and I'm having a little trouble. All right, he says this. Where of the Lord, verse 12, Now therefore give me this mountain where the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there and the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. His words up here, I'm as strong, I believe this. This is my opinion. I'm as strong as I was 45 years ago if the Lord is with me. I believe that's what he was saying. We, it was, it was all against all odds 45 years ago. But I'm as strong today. Amen. And he didn't say give me an army. He said, I'll drive them out. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. I, look what he said in the latter part of verse 12. I, shall be able to drive them out. (laughs) As the Lord said. Caleb depended fully at 40 and at 85 on the Lord as his strength. If you and I, kingdom people, don't depend on your pastor, we'll fail you. Brother Ross, never seen anybody knows the Bible like you do. But he can fail you. Brother Al, he can fail you. But the Lord never fail you. And if you want that mountain, if you want that kingdom, if you want that rule and reign in the Lord's day, your strength is going to come from the Lord. For those that are led by the Spirit, are the sons of God. I want to be a Caleb. I want to be a Caleb. Give me that mountain. My strength is in the Lord. Father, thank you.
for what we see. Lord, help each and every one of us. Now, as we leave this conference, Lord, we're going back out into the world. Lord, may we go knowing that our strength not lies in ourselves, but it lies in you. Lord, and as we grow in the knowledge of the kingdom, may we be doing more to spread the gospel of the kingdom. May we be bold, but yet humble as we go with this message. Thank you for this conference, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you for the people that attended so faithfully. For the speakers, Lord, that studied so diligently. Thank you so much. We know it all came from you. And we want to give you all the honor, the glory, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand.